we begin our study, I'd like for you to, to do something for me, and that's think about the biggest burden that you are facing in your life right now. Whatever it is, just take just a second, reflect for a minute, and just think about what is the biggest burden. There are lots of burdens that we face, lots and lots of burdens in life. Uh, and I don't know what your biggest one is. It could, there's a lot of different things it could be. Maybe something I know about in your life. It may be something I have no clue about in your life. But think about what it is. And then I want you to think about what are you doing right now to alleviate the effect that burden has on your spiritual life. Maybe that burden's not having any effect on your spiritual life. That's a good thing. Maybe it is. What are you doing? How are you combating that? What are you doing about it? And we'll come back to that throughout the study this afternoon. Um, whether uh, I prompt your mind to come back to it or not, I want you to be thinking about that. When we talk about the things we're going to talk about, think about that burden and think about how you're dealing with that burden in your life. So as you can probably guess, we're going to talk about bearing burdens for a little bit uh, this afternoon. Uh, everybody's got burdens, and it ranges from the very small and light things to, to very big and heavy things. Um, you know, we talk about uh, the prayer list that, that we just went through here. Uh, those folks are bearing some heavy burdens, burdens of loss, burdens of sickness, uh, burdens of, of prolonged illnesses that are affecting them, uh, people that have lost their loved ones. Uh, you may be, you may have chronic pain, and it just affects you and burdens you, weights you down. Uh, maybe it's a sin you're struggling with. That's a burden. All these different things are burdens. So let's think about bearing these burdens for a little bit, and let's start off by talking about types of burdens. We're going to talk about burdens in terms of type and kind, and and those two words are somewhat interchangeable, but they're somewhat different as well. And so, to me, there are two types of burdens. And the Bible illustrates these in Galatians chapter 6. Uh, in Galatians 6, we'll read this to a second. It shows us baros, which is a heaviness, a weight, a burden, and a trouble. Uh, and fortion, which is of the freight of a loading of a ship, of burdensome rights, uh, the obligation Christ lays upon his followers, and faults of the conscience which oppress the soul. So these are two types. And, and as I said, we find these both in Galatians chapter 6. In Galatians 6, 1 and 2, it says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, that's borrows, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Bear you one another's burdens. That's that heaviness, that load that weights us down. And I've, I use this verse a lot. I've read this verse a lot. And uh, I tend to, to hone in on that. Bear one another's burdens. And that is very, very important. We've got to be willing to bear one another's burdens. We've got to be willing to lift one another up. To be there for one another when the times get tough and the burden hits. No matter what that burden is. And this is a, an extra painful burden, an, an extra heavy burden, or an extra heavy load. And then we go down to verses 4 and 5 in Galatians 6. And it says this, But let every man prove his own work, 
And then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another, for every man shall bear his own burden. Now, is Paul contradicting himself? You know, read lots of places where people say, oh, Paul contradicted himself here or there. The Bible contradicts here or there. But this is within two or three sentences. I don't think Paul's contradicting himself. He's not giving us the double talk here. Paul knows what he's saying. He says, bear one another's burdens, but then he goes into this, and this is a little different word. This is fortion. And that's that obligation that Christ places upon his uh, followers in contrast to the kind of burden that the Pharisees placed on their followers. I think that's a very interesting definition of that word. If you'll remember Jesus as he talked to the Pharisees and talked about them, he said they bind grievous burdens. And, and very difficult to be, to be born. And he said that's the kind of things they would put on people. But they themselves wouldn't try to handle that. They wouldn't, they wouldn't move anything. And he contrasts that with saying his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And he says every man has, must bear this burden. Their own burden. That burden of, of weight that Christ puts upon us. Christianity is burdensome in some ways, isn't it? It causes us to get out in the snow on a snowy morning and come to church. It's burdensome. But that's not a very heavy burden. That's pretty light, really. Compared to a lot of different things, it was pretty easy to get out on the roads and to get here today. It just wasn't that challenging. But it was a burden. Christ puts that burden on us. He gives us that burden to bear. But he shows us these two, these two types. There's burdens that we've got to have help with. And burdens that you and I sh as Christians should be willing to step in and help our fellow brethren out with. I say handling a burden yourself. I'm going to use that term a lot because that's what Paul says here. Every man shall bear his own burden. Every man should be able to bear a burden themselves. But I don't want you to get confused and think I'm talking about taking God out of the equation there. Not at all. Much the contrary. When I say we're handling a burden on our own, I'm saying that you and God are handling that burden, that you're appropriately taking it to God in prayer and that you're asking God for help with that and he's giving you everything you need and you're getting on through that burden, whatever it is. That's bearing your burden alone. That's taking it on and, and doing what, what Paul instructs us here. The context of Galatians 6 verses 1 and 2 is a burden that leads us to fall into sin. And that burden could be a lot of different things, but a burden that leads us to fall into sin, and, and really he's talking to the ones that aren't burdened by that, and he's saying when you see that happen, don't be surprised by that, and don't ridicule your brethren for that. Step in and help. That's the time when you ought to step in and help. Now I want you to stop and think about that for just a minute. What's your typical reaction when you see a fellow Christian fall into some sin? My goodness, I can't believe they would do that. I can't believe they would fall that easily. I can't believe they'd get caught up in this or that. No, that's not what God tells us to do. He says, you step in and help. In the spirit of meekness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Guess what? You're probably going to have a burden that may lead you towards sin eventually, if you haven't already. And so be ready for that and hope they would step in and help you when that's the occasion. So he's saying, 
Bear the burdens that you can bear. You and God take care of those burdens. You bear those burdens. But if and when you should fall to sin and that burden becomes so heavy and great that you sin, brothers and sisters, be ready to step in. And so there are burdens we need help with, help of other people, help of other Christians, and there are burdens that we don't need help with. Burdens that God and and we alone can bear together. In Psalm 55 and verse 22, it says, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. That's bearing our burden with God. That's bearing our burden uh, according to verse 5 of Galatians 6. In Matthew 11 and 30, we reference, Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. He's not placed on us a grievous burden like the Pharisees did to those that would follow them. He's given us a light burden, things we could handle. And we can go to him and through him, we can overcome any burden uh, that we face in life. In Romans 15 and 1, it tells us, We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. That word infirmities uh, just means a, a weakness, some area that troubles us, some area of difficulty or trouble. It's very, very similar to a burden. And he says to the, to the strong, help to bear those infirmities of the weak. There are times in our lives when we're very strong in our Christianity and our faith. There are other times when not so much. We're weak and we're struggling. And we need to be able to depend on each other to pick us up and to bear those burdens. And not to to scoff at at one another or scorn one another, but just to step in and help out. So those are the two types. Types we need help with, types we don't need help with. Now there are different kinds of burdens that fall into those, those categories. And those burdens can be characterized as physical burdens, mental burdens, and spiritual burdens. When we think about physical burdens, we're talking about things that plague our flesh. Things that are, that are difficult in our flesh. Pain is a burden. And if we have chronic pain, that is a burden that we carry around and it's difficult. If we think about uh, financial difficulties, that's something to do with our flesh. And that can be a burden when there's not enough finances at the end of the month. And we're struggling to figure out what we're going to do or how we're going to feed our family. Those are difficult things. Just inconveniences in life. This morning, we started up the car to let the, the uh, ice melt off the car. And by the time we got ready to leave the house, we go out, the car's not running anymore. It won't start. It's dead. It won't work. So we got to start up another vehicle and try to get the ice melted off that one before we can come to the inconvenience. That's a burden. Now, that's simple. That's light. That's not very challenging. But those burdens can lead, you know, Matt talked about a, a week or so ago, we get mad. I'm that way too. When I face those burdens, the anger comes out and it triggers uh, those kinds of emotions and feelings. And, and so we deal with that burden and we get angry and, and really it's a little thing that now has, has mounted into something bigger. Physical burdens can lead to mental burdens. Mental burdens are a little bit different. Mental burdens have to do with the mind. But when we're constantly battling physical burdens, it can lead into mental burdens. 
and mental, and mental challenges. And the mind is a very, very powerful thing. And physical burdens can lead into spiritual burdens when they begin to cause us to sin, when they begin to cause us to doubt God or question God. And mental burdens the same way. They can lead into spiritual burdens. Mental burdens, uh, think about stress. Think about things of the mind, depression, uh, loss. Those kinds of things are mental burdens that are hard. They're hard to deal with. And mental burdens in some ways are more difficult than physical burdens. Uh, because we dwell on those things and we think about those things and, and they're, they're in our mind all the time. We just can't get them out. And then spiritual burdens are going to be things that have to do with obeying or not obeying God. Burdens that would lead us away from God. Things that would, would cause us not to serve Him with our whole heart uh, as He would like for us to do. And then again, within each of these, there's going to be burdens we need help from our fellow man with. There's going to be burdens that, that you and God can handle within each one of these categories. So let's look at a few scriptures that illustrate each of these uh, types of burdens. Physical burdens, injury, handicap, inconvenience, any kind of burden that's affecting your flesh. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 12 and verse 7, And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelation, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Paul gives the illustration of this thorn, and he's saying there's this thorn in my flesh. And I want you to just imagine you've got a thorn in your foot, and every step you take it just presses in, and it hurts. That's a burden. It makes it hard to walk. Uh, maybe you got a bone spur in your foot, and that's the way that it feels. It's just that pain, that pressing pain. And he says, I've got that pain, and, and it was the messenger of Satan above me, lest I should be exalted above measure. Paul looked at it as something to keep him humble, something to keep him from exalting himself above where he should really be exalted. But this was a burden of the flesh. I don't know exactly what it was. People speculated throughout time what exactly that burden might have been. But whatever it was, it was something that affected his flesh. It was some inconvenience to him. It was something that he thought, if I could get rid of this, I would be better off. I would be able to serve better, or I would just feel better, or something. He thought I would be better off without this. But you know what? It would appear that, and, and we'll read the rest of this later on, but that Paul and God together handled that. They just handled it. They got through it. He didn't need a lot of help overcoming that. As we look in Mark chapter 2 and verses 3 through 5, it says, And they came unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And the rest of the story is they led him down through the roof. And as Jesus saw their faith, he healed that man. He healed that man of his illness. This guy needed some help for him to get where he needed to be, for him to do what he needed to do, and that was to get into the presence of Jesus. He needed some help from his friends, and they stepped in, and they bore that burden. He was born, literally there, of four men carrying his bed up onto the rooftop, busting away the roof and letting him down in there where Jesus was. They bore his burden. He couldn't walk. The physical burden that he had prevented him from doing something that he needed to do getting to Jesus. And they helped him with that. That's a great example of, 
of uh, Galatians chapter 6 verses 1 and 2. There's the rest of that. When they had broken it up, they let him down. Uh, let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. They got him where he needed to be. They helped him out. They bore his burden. In Luke chapter 10 and verse 41, we see example here uh, of a mental burden. It says, Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. She was burdened in her mind about many things. Jesus in my house. I got to do this and this and this and this. And that was all things in her mind. And Jesus said, you're careful and you're troubled. You're burdened about with many things. And she was trying to do all that herself and was evidently having a little trouble with that. Needed a little help with that. And Jesus talked to her about that. But that's mental burden, stress, loss, depression. Burdens that affect your mind and your mental state. Um, where does the burden you thought about fall? Was it, a, was it a physical burden or is it a mental burden? Which one of these categories does it fall into? In John chapter 11 and verse 33, it says, When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. He was burdened as well. He was troubled. Why? The loss. He was bearing this burden of loss with this family. The same family, consequently, uh, that we've referred to in the previous verse. But he's helping them. He goes, and the Bible says he wept with them. And other people, other Jews were gathered there. Not just Jesus, but others also, weeping with them. We've got friends that have lost loved ones, and we've been instructed to weep with them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those that weep. And that's part of bearing that burden together. And then there's spiritual burdens. First spiritual burden we look at is as Jesus was there. Jesus and is praying. It says, And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling on the ground. This is a great burden Jesus was facing. And where did he go? He and God were going to bear that burden together. He took it to God so that they could bear it. So that they could get through it. In 2 Peter 2 and 8 it talks about Lot. And it says for the righteous man dwelling among them. And seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The burden that Lot faced was living in an unlawful land. And seeing that and that vexing his soul from day to day. Can you relate to Lot? Can you relate to the things that he had to deal with and put up with? Those things vexing your soul in this land today, those are things that we've got to deal with. Those are spiritual burdens. Was the burden that you thought about in your mind, that your burden that you're struggling to deal with, was that a spiritual burden? Other examples. Moses, he went and helped out. It says, by faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. He chose rather to suffer those burdens of affliction with the people of God, to go down there and help them out, to suffer with them, to bear those burdens with them, than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. And then in Acts 8 and verse 24, the story of Simon. Simon's obeyed the gospel. He's come out of sin. But 
a remnant of that sin is still within him because he, he wants to fall back to it. He wants to go back to it. Uh, and that was when he saw that the, the apostles could lay their hands on someone and give them the Holy Ghost. He wanted that power because he had been a sorcerer. And he knew he could bewitch the people. And he knew with real power, with real uh, that real ability that he could really get rich. And he, he asked for that gift. And Simon told him, you're, you're in the gall of bitterness. You're in the bond of iniquity. And Simon said, pray to the Lord. Or Peter said, you need to pray uh, that God would forgive you and restore you. And Simon said, pray ye to the Lord for me, that none of these things which you have spoken come upon me. See, Simon knew he needed some help. He knew that was a burden that he needed a little bit of assistance with and a little bit of help with. So we see each one of these kinds of burdens. The types of burdens, you need help or you don't, and the kinds of burdens, the physical, the mental, the spiritual. And it can go on and on. But most everything can be lumped into these categories. And we need to identify the kind of burden we're dealing with in order to deal with it in the best way that we can. So how do you know? How do you know what kind of burden you're dealing with? How do you know what type of burden you're dealing with? What's the right approach when you identify that? So I want you to think back to your burden. Whatever that burden is, you need to recall it. You need to have it fresh on your mind as we go through this exercise and these steps. Think about what that burden was. Think about how you've dealt with it. And now I want you to ask yourself these three questions. Number one, is this burden preventing me from serving God to my fullest potential? Is it preventing me from serving God to my fullest potential? If you can look at that question and you can answer it, no, it is not preventing me from serving God to my fullest potential, then brothers and sisters, that's a burden that you've got. You and God are handling that burden. And you don't need to worry about it. It's a burden that, yes, it's going to be there. Yes, you need to be aware, uh, aware of it. But it's not something that's causing you a great deal of trouble. You can handle it. You and God can handle that burden if you can answer no to that question. But if you answer yes to that question, then there's a couple things that you need to do. Number one, you need to ask yourself, have, have I tried asking God to help me cast this burden aside and fully serve? Because a lot of times we've got these burdens in our life and we wonder why are we struggling with them, why are we dealing with them over and over and over, and you realize, I've never asked God for help. I've never asked God to help me through this. You know, Brother Zane talked about casting your cares on him. It's been some time ago, but I encourage you to go back and listen to that sermon. We talk about casting those, those cares on him. It's a process of doing that over and over and over again. But if you've never asked God, it's a good place to start. It's a good place to start. Ask God to help you cast that aside. Once you've asked God for that, have you made an effort to more fully serve? Or you just say, God, remove this burden, and then you just keep doing what you've been doing. God, remove this burden, and then you just keep doing what you're doing. You've got to ask God for help, and then you've got to demonstrate effort that you're going to serve Him, that you're going to do your part to push that aside as well. Now, how do you know if you need to step in and help somebody out? 
How do you know if they need help with that burden? You know, it's easy to say you need to ask. And I would encourage you today, and we'll encourage you again, if you need help with a burden, something that's, that's weighting you down, and you've done this, and you've asked God for help, and you've honestly made an effort, and you're still struggling with that, ask for help from somebody. But most people don't ask for help. Most people are not interested in asking for help. We need that, that's something we need to change within us. We need to be more willing to ask for help. But how do you know when you need to step in and help? The context of Galatians chapter 6 verses 1 and 2 is when somebody's fallen into sin. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, if that burden has weighted them down to the point of, of sin, then it's time to intervene. It's time to step in. It's not time to keep waiting and seeing if maybe they'll get this going and maybe they'll overcome it on their own. It's time to step in and intervene. And, and the Bible tells us to do that in the spirit of meekness, not with the spirit of ridicule or doubt in them, not to puff ourselves up with pride, but to just step in and help, to make the effort. Like Peter did with Simon. He said, look, this sin has gripped you, and you're, you're, you're in, in iniquity again, and you need some help. And he stepped in and helped him. Second question to ask yourself, get ahead of myself here. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8 and 9. It says, For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, and my strength for, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So this is back to Paul. And that thorn in the flesh. And he said I asked God three times. That he would remove that. So he tried that. <laughs> he tried asking God to remove it. God's answer. My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. And Paul realized okay. God and I can overcome this. I'll glory in my infirmities. I'll be happy with the burdens that I have to face. Knowing that those burdens are light. They're not grievous. They're not something I can't bear. They're not something I can't get through. God and I can get through that. Question number two. Is this burden causing doubt in your mind? Is it causing your faith to waver? Is it causing you to doubt God? Is it causing you to step away from God? Is it causing your belief to not be what it should be? If you can answer no, that burden is not affecting me in that way, then good. You and God are handling that burden. You are bearing your own burden. You're doing what you've been called to do. But if you say, yes, doubts are arising in my mind. Yes, my faith is wavering because of this burden, because of this difficulty. Then, have you tried asking God to increase your faith? A lot of times we look at our burden and we realize, guess what? I've never asked God to increase my faith. I've never asked Him for help in this manner. After you've asked God to increase your faith, have you focused on obeying Him completely? Have you focused on doing His will completely? And being completely obedient to him. The apostles in Luke chapter 17 verses 5 and 6. The apostles said unto the Lord increase our faith. They knew they needed some help. They knew they needed their faith increased. This is when, God, or when Jesus has just said you got to forgive somebody 70 times 7. That's a hard thing. And they were thinking maybe seven times. That was what was in their mind. Maybe seven times I'm going to have to forgive somebody. And he comes back with 70 times seven. 
And they said, whoa, buddy, increase our faith. We need some help then. We've got some problems. And he said, if you had the faith as a grain of mustard seed, you could say to this sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root and be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. What kind of faith does the mustard seed have? The faith of a mustard seed is just very simply to do what God designed it to do. God designed a mustard seed to be planted in the ground and to grow up. And that's exactly what it does. And he looked at that and he said, if you had that kind of faith, just to do what I've designed you to do, then this is what you're capable of. And so once we've asked God to increase our faith, are we actively practicing increasing our faith? Are we getting in the word? Are we obeying him? Are we making sure that we are doing what we were designed to do, which is to be an obedient child of God? Question number three, has this burden that you've thought about in your mind today, has it resulted in sin or a sinful lifestyle? Sometimes it's not just one sin. Sometimes it's a sinful lifestyle, a life-consuming sin that causes you to over and over be disobedient to God or over and over fall into this sin. If you can say no, this burden is not causing me to sin. This burden is not resulting in a sinful lifestyle. That's wonderful. You and God have borne that burden. You've taken care of it as you've been commanded to in Galatians 6 verses 4 and 5. And you can rejoice in that. Rejoice in that. That you've been able to bear that burden. Because that makes God happy. That makes Christ happy when you're able to do that. When you're able to take that on and bear that burden. But if you say yes, it has caused me to sin. Yes, it is resulting in a sinful lifestyle. Have you asked for forgiveness? Have you asked God to grant you strength and wisdom to overcome the specific sin? Sometimes when we pray, we just pray for forgiveness of our sins. And we pray in generalities. Let's get specific with God. Let's talk with God in specifics. Not because God doesn't know. He knows. He knows what the sin is that's consuming your life. He knows exactly what it is. But the Bible tells us to confess. Confess our sins to him. Let's get specific with him. And talk about the things we need help with specifically. And after asking God for that, have we brought forth fruits meet for repentance? And brothers and sisters, when we see someone that has a burden, that has led them into sin, it's time to step in. Not in a way of ridicule, but in a way of, of picking them up and bearing that burden together. Remember Galatians 6, 1 and 2 says that's fulfilling the law of Christ. That's part of our duty as brothers and sisters. That when they fall into sin because of the burden, that we're going to pick them up. We're going to take them through it and we're going to get them through it. 1 John 1 and 9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Just like Peter prayed for Simon. We need to pray for one another. We also need to pray for our own sins. And we need to be specific about those things. James 1 and 5 says, If any man lack wisdom, let him ask God that giveth all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. And then we reference Matthew 3 and 8, bringing forth fruits that are meat for repentance. Bringing forth those fruits. 
Don't just ask God to remove that sin and then not replace it with something. We've got to fill our lives with something else. Get in the word and, and obey him and all those things. But when we see somebody caught up in a sin, it's time to act. Don't wait around. Don't think they're going to overcome it and get their legs under them and get that burden behind them. Let's step in and let's do our job as, as fellow Christians and help them through that. So as we close, I hope you've thought about that burden. And I hope you can answer no to all those questions. And you and God are bearing that burden uh, alone. Or you and God are bearing that burden together, as it were. I hope that's the case. But I know in my life, sometimes uh, I'm not handling those burdens so well. Burdens aren't made to be hidden. Burdens aren't made to be, you know, put away and, and let's not talk about it. We're either going to talk about it with God and we're going to bear those burdens together uh, or we need to get the help of our brothers and sisters in Christ. The biggest burden that we all face is, is the burden of some sin. And I don't know what that specific sin is in your life, but I know that the burden of sin as a whole, is the one thing that can keep you out of heaven. No physical burden is going to keep you out of heaven. As long as it doesn't become a spiritual burden. As long as it doesn't become a burden that leads to doubt and leads to you questioning God. That physical burden can't keep you out of heaven. No mental burden. No amount of stress. No amount of loss. Those things can't keep you out of heaven. None of that can keep you out of heaven unless it becomes a, a spiritual burden, unless it causes you to doubt, unless it causes you to become weak in the, in the spirit and to fall to sin. But the spiritual burden of sin can keep you out of heaven and will keep you out of heaven if you don't hand it over to God, if you don't let him deal with it. And if you've never obeyed the gospel, you haven't handed him your sin. You've still got it all. And I can't do anything to help you out until then I can't take away that sin I don't have the ability to do it Christ has the ability to do it he can take it away he's the only one and he'll take it away today you can take that burden of sin and you can wash it away thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast if you'd like to know more about this subject or any other bible topic Send us a message at our Facebook page, The Church of Christ, Wheeler Area.